This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Welcome to Indisputable. I'm your host, Rashad Richard. Good to be with you. We have a lot on the agenda today. Breaking down news of the day. Our contributor, none other than Mr. Jackson White, co founder, editor in chief at Politiscope, TYT Rebel HQ, creator, remarkable individual. Let me start the show with this. We work really hard to always get a story right. Sometimes we fall short of that. When that happens, we make it a point to highlight it directly and apologize publicly. Let me put up the picture of the chief of police in Clearwater, Florida. There was an error yesterday in reporting we did on Indisputable. I apologize directly to this chief. It was about a woman who was accosted in a hospital parking lot. We made an error in the reporting where we mentioned Clearwater, Florida, instead of the appropriate jurisdiction. We sincerely apologize for the error and have taken down that post and we are updating the story this week. So that story will still have an update to it very soon. All right, once again to the police chief, for me to you, I sincerely apologize for that error. All right, we got a lot of show, really dynamic. Really dynamic thing happened today. Brittany Griner has been released from Russian prison. She was in fact a de facto prisoner of war. So let's highlight everything that went down today. Here's the wife of Brittany Griner talking about the release. I'm proud that today we had made one more family whole again. So welcome home, Brittany. And now I'd like to uh, uh, invite Sherelle to say a few words to all. Of course, she's not excited at all about this. Sherelle, it's all yours, kiddo. Congratulations Thank again. You. Thank you. So over the last nine months, you all have been um, so privy to one of the darkest moments of my life. And so today I'm just standing here um, overwhelmed with emotions, but the most important emotion that I have right now is just sincere gratitude um, for President Biden and his entire administration. Um, he just mentioned this work is not easy and it has not been. There's been so many hands involved. And so I'd like to take a moment to just specifically mention a few. Uh, Vice President Harris, Secretary Blinken, a very good day, a very good day for Brittany Griner, her family, her friends, a very good day for America. However, there are conservative pontificators, commentators, anchors, hosts, broadcasters who cannot stand that this American citizen has been released 
from Russia. Before I get into that, WNBA star Brittany Griner has been released from Russian detention. President Joe Biden said Thursday, Griner was released in a prisoner swap that involved Russian arms dealer Victor Bout. The exchange, however, did not include another American that the State Department has declared wrongfully detained as well. That is Paul Whelan. She's safe, she's on a plane, she's on her way home, Biden said at the White House this morning. Alongside Reiner's wife. After months of being unjustly detained in Russia, held under intolerable circumstances, Brittany will soon be back in the arms of her loved ones where she should have been all along. Now let's go to the right wing pundits. Are they celebrating the release of an American citizen? Here it is. That is what's going to specifically raise eyebrows. Yeah. Brittany Griner, after less than a year being held in Russia, is coming home. Paul Whelan, after many years in Russian custody, remaining in Russia. Yeah, his family's going to be fired up, and rightly so. Absolutely. Uh, and the idea, Karen, that uh, we're going to get this WNBA wait a minute. clown who didn't stand for the national You knew what the laws were in that country, and you chose to smuggle in marijuana in your bag, and we are trading an arms dealer for Convicted you? Convicted arms dealer. Mm-hmm. What? Yeah, what is happening? This is the kind of thing that's going to raise a lot of eyebrows. They're going to celebrate her, right? Yeah. They're, they're going to celebrate, celebrate her. They're going to make her some American hero. You know, they're going to turn her into. She's going to get the front page in Vanity Fair, and she's going to get all dressed up, and she's going to be on the cover of Vogue. Mark my words, that's what's going to happen. And every newspaper is going to make her sound like some sort of a martyr. Karen's right. People are saying that the priorities all mixed up. I want to add in Tennessee cowgirl who's saying they need to release all the J Sixers. Mm-hmm. Uh, think about the priorities of this administration. How far? they're off but you brought it's us so, it's really sad like you think about all of these people these americans that are is sitting Absolutely. in jail in a gulag yeah. and we release this and Russian we're releasing uh, this, yeah. you know entitled yeah. spoiled brat that went to a foreign country and broke a law yeah you see the irony here right they contextualize those who committed an act of terrorism against the united states government as americans they do not provide that same contextualization for Brittany Griner. It is as if Brittany Griner is not an American citizen based on their commentary. They also decided to speak for the family of Mr. Paul Whelan, saying that the family obviously is going to be upset, outraged, etc. Well, let's go to the family. The family of Paul Whelan, a businessman and former Marine imprisoned in Russia, on suspicion of spying, said they were told by the Biden administration in advance that he would not be part of the prisoner swap Thursday that allowed the release of Griner. Whalen's brother, David Whalen, said in a statement that while he can literally only imagine the joy she will have being reunited with her loved ones and in time for the holidays. The inability to also bring Waylon home remains difficult for the family to process. That is an appropriate response. That is an appropriate response. I can understand their disappointment. Let's provide some clarity as to the differences between the two individuals. One, well, Paul Waylon, to be precise, he's there, I believe wrongfully detained, but he's there, maybe caught up in a military dynamic, maybe in a spy dynamic. We do not know for certain. The American government has denied that he's guilty 
of spying or espionage. Well, of course they would. Now here's the other dynamic. Brittany Griner had medical prescribed cannabis oil. She goes to Russia, says she forgets to put it out of her bag or take it out of the bag, which is perfectly understandable. And then she gets a sentence that literally is 10 times worse than anyone else based on the average in Russia. She becomes a political prisoner of war caught up in a conflict that she has absolutely nothing to do with. There was a time in this country where an American being released as a prisoner of war would have been celebrated universally by those on the left, right, middle, those who are apathetic to politics at all. That time, that day is no more. But for today, we will remember this picture of a very happy wife who says she's thrilled to have Brittany back home. All right, uh, Jackson, what are your thoughts here? Well, correct me if I'm wrong, but at one point, um, I believe Republican commentators, or at least a handful of them, were criticizing the Biden administration for not having her home yet. Yeah. So, um, you know, this was going to be a lose-lose situation in terms of that political argument, regardless. Um, but you know, you pointed it out just right, uh, Brittany Griner. Um, you know, she was a political prisoner from the jump. Russia's not in a very good position uh, with much of the world right now. And countries always need leverage, and especially when their backs are against the wall. That's all she ever was. She was a pawn, she was just leverage. So it's definitely good that we were able to get her back um, because it could have gone much worse and she could have been there perpetually. But you know, again, it's like, okay, well, it, it, it or I guess we should be able to bring everybody home at once. Um, you know, again, so there was going to be criticism on that regardless. Um, and I believe I also saw some uh, commentators saying that you know oh, he he's got the January Sixers in jail, you know, and it's like oh they're not entitled, but Brittany Griner is, you know. What yeah. I'm saying? So it's just it's, think it, about it, the irony. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, it's just these people are, are ridiculous. And like I said earlier, uh, before the show came on, what are you going to do with these people besides beat them? You know. So yeah, and the irony is extreme. They will provide an excuse. An immunity to those that committed an act of terrorism. They will say, well, these individuals are not really responsible for their actions. These are patriots who got excited. And then when it comes to someone who commits no violence whatsoever, has a small amount of cannabis oil, and has a prescription for said oil, she gets caught in a foreign country and then becomes part of this insane political dynamic. Well, she needs to stay there forever. There's a problem with her grace. But it would not be a problem if that grace was allocated to terrorists in the United States. Okay, Donald Trump, once again, he has more classified information. I'll be damned. Let's go ahead and get it. Lawyers for Donald Trump have actually exposed Donald Trump. Donald Trump lawyers found at least two items. At least two items classified after an outside team hired by Trump searched a storage unit in West Palm Beach, Florida. Used by the former president according to the people familiar with the matter. Those items were immediately turned over to the FBI. According to those people who like others spoke on the condition of anonymity to discuss sensitive matters. The search 
was one of at least three searches for classified materials conducted by an outside team at Trump properties in recent weeks. After Trump's team was pressed by a federal judge to attest that it had fully complied with a May grand jury subpoena to turn over all materials bearing classified markings, according to people familiar with the matter. So what's happening right now? Okay, so Trump took so many classified documents, they are not sure where the classified documents are located. That's scenario number one. Scenario number two is he stole so many, he decided to not house them all in one location. The story gets deeper. There has been a lengthy and fierce battle between Trump's attorneys and the Justice Department in a Washington federal court in recent weeks. According to people familiar with the matter, much of the legal wrangling remains under seal by a federal judge. But people close to the matter say the Justice Department has raised concerns about what prosecutors view as a long-standing failure to fully comply with the May subpoena by Trump's team. Okay, if this would have been anybody else but a former president of the United States, they would be held in contempt of court this morning. Yes. Likely taken to jail soon after. That will not happen to Donald Trump, but it should. It may happen to his attorneys, but it won't happen to him. The ultimate significance of all of this, the classified material in the storage unit is not immediately clear. But the presence of it indicates one thing. Mar-a-Lago was not the only place where Trump kept classified material. It also provides further evidence that Trump and his team did not fully comply with the federal subpoena from the grand jury that sought all documents marked classified still in possession of the post presidential office. All right, Chief US District Judge, this is an interesting dynamic here. Judge Beryl A. Howell told Trump's legal team to continue to search. Think about this. The judge says, listen, continue searching for documents after the Justice Department expressed concerns that the team had not fully complied with the subpoena earlier this year. Howell, according to people familiar with the matter, did not give specific orders on how a search should be done. And here's another connection to this story. So already Donald Trump is getting away with way more than the average American, right? He's not in compliance, so much so that the judge basically says, listen, just, just keep on looking for paper. Keep on looking for classified documents, all right, just, just keep it going. Because obviously, this guy's not going to tell you where the classified documents are. Still, no arrest for Donald Trump, no indictment, no contempt of court. I do believe Trump eventually gets indicted for crimes connected to his presidency and maybe even tax fraud or tax evasion. CNN reporter said the House January 6th committee, they are in fact going to recommend to the Department of Justice that former President Donald Trump be criminally charged. Now, let me tell you about this reporting from CNN. Earlier, the reporter said, listen, this is what I'm hearing. This is a maybe. Later that day, it was concluded not only Will it possibly happen? It is going to absolutely happen. A criminal referral 
from the January 6th committee will be issued to the Department of Justice seeking prosecution of Donald Trump, criminal prosecution. All right, Jackson, thoughts on this? Yeah, Donald Trump's commitment and dedication to just doing whatever he wants is amazing. Like this guy just doesn't care. Like he just he 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 obviously is not been told no many times. But besides for that, the reality is is that Donald Trump, unless he is in jail, then he's not going to stop running for president for 2024. So what I'm really interested to see is how hard the Republican Party is really going to fight against him. You know, if there's going to be little subtle attacks on the news networks, or how much the party's really going to organize against just flat out beating him in the primaries, because he's just in a position. I mean, we've seen throughout the last handful of elections, not just that his candidates are losing, we've seen polls change more in the favor of Ron DeSantis and. You know, I've pointed out that he's a very young man when it comes to the game of politics, and he has a very bright future ahead of him in the Republican Party. So um, I, I really just want to see if they're really going to go hard on this guy. Um, I can't really say that they will because they haven't really thus far. So yeah, yeah, I agree. But at some point, uh, this has to stop. Yeah, this has just got to stop. Yeah. All right. An exclusive we brought you yesterday. A man, African American male, was accused of stealing a child's wallet. He claims one of the administrators called him the N word. He then said, Hey, I just recorded you saying the N word, and all of a sudden, his life completely was turned upside down. As of this morning, police made him turn himself in to be arrested after he contacted Indisputable. I'm going to give you the update. Let me first take you to the video, here it is. Well, we're gonna have to come in, Who, who's here with you? Me and my children. Just you and your children, how many kids do you have? Three. Three, okay, they sleeping? One, two of them sleeping, one of them. Well, we, we, don't, wanna, we don't wanna wake them up. Um, who is your wife or fiance? I, I don't know her relationship. My wife, your wife? Not here. Okay, is she working? Yeah, she's working. Okay. All right, well, um, we're going to have to come in just to make sure uh, nobody else is here other than your kids, but uh, we'll, we'll sit down and talk. I have a lot more video. Let me first do this. I want to put up the picture of the victim of this kind of bullying. Let's put his picture up for a mask. He's a custodian. A custodian at a junior high school in Pennsylvania. His name is Galvin Dudley. Mr. Dudley was arrested today, December 8th, for recording a racist incident on his cell phone. Inside of a school building, he worked after he complained that a white colleague called him the N-word. Dudley was fired. When Dudley told her he had just turned on the phone to record her racist outburst, he says she then threatened to have him arrested. 
That is exactly what ended up happening, but not before. What you just saw took place. What you just saw were officers who went to his home and according to Mr. Dudley, they took his cell phone. They had a warrant to take his cell phone. They took his cell phone and wiped all of the information from his cell phone. And according to Mr. Dudley, also wiped the information connected to his to his cloud account, which means additional access was granted somehow if that's true. Let me take you to the update of the video, here it is. After Mr. Dudley went public about what happened to him, yesterday the police came to his house. That was the video from them coming to his home. They were trying to arrest him, but they did not mention who they were. They did not say police open up, nothing. So he called the police after realizing they came to his home. He called the precinct, precinct says, you got a warrant for your arrest. You have to come turn yourself in. He did so this morning, here's that video. Can I help you? Hi, uh, Galvin Dudley. Come in, please. Hi, my wife is recording. Okay. Because he told a woman who made a racist remark, I just recorded what you said on my cell phone. Let's put his picture up again, full mass. One thing I cannot stand is a bully. They are bullying Mr. Dudley. Let me give you some background to the initial incident. A student lost a wallet. That's it, a student lost a wallet. Dudley says school administrators told him to come to the office for computer training. When he arrived, they said he stole the wallet. Dudley told indisputable and I quote, I am not a thief. Kids leave expensive things every day, but I don't take anything. I've never committed a crime. Here's what Dudley says he heard, my colleague, explicitly said, are you trying to use your color to get out of this situation? That's when I started recording. Then she said it again. In my experience, most of you N words try to use your color to get out of situations. He then tells her, I just recorded you saying that. And all of a sudden, all of a sudden, he becomes enemy number one for that community. Uh, let's put his picture back up, all right. Uh, when Mr. Dudley said he had recorded her, he said she threatened to get the DA involved, the district attorney, okay? 
Shortly after police arrived at his house with a warrant signed by a judge. Here's what the warrant and the judge signed it. Here's what it said. And here's the judge, Philip Riley. And you have the warrant. We have read this warrant. It seems quite vague, to be quite honest with you. A bail bondsman told Dudley's wife he has been charged with two counts of intercepting a communication and a crime with an instrument. Dudley says he was fired without explanation. He says they told him if he didn't give them the code to his phone, they would further charge him with interfering with their investigation. On Monday, he filed a written complaint at the station about the case. Let's put up that written complaint. He files the written complaint. What is the response from the police department to go and arrest him? Dudley had a Samsung S11 phone. When he went to retrieve his documents, his images from Google, from the Google Drive, he says all of the data have been wiped. Here's a direct quote from Mr. Dudley. I am in tears right now. Why are they doing all this? I never thought I would get in trouble for someone else calling me the N word. I felt like I was going crazy. Dudley's wife said the police couldn't initially share the charges with her because they were still waiting for the school district to add more charges to Mr. Dudley for the high crime of telling a white woman who said the N word, I hit record on my cell phone. Let's go to Patty Dudley. She says, and I quote, my husband is not a thief because my husband is an honest person. I've known him more than 13 years. He doesn't take things. After trying to fire him, they're trying to paint a picture of Gavin. We come from the inner city where we have to be a little rough to survive. When he speaks, it comes off as rough and intimidating. We can't change someone else's perception. I think they're trying to paint a picture of him as an angry black man. Let's be very clear. Mr. Dudley has every right to be angry right now. I have every right to be angry. You have every right to be angry right now. Let's put up the picture of the leadership of this town. Dr. Elizabeth Robinson is the superintendent of schools. The chief of police, Chris Wagner. Buck stops with them. We are waiting for an additional response from this, this jurisdiction. We have not received it as of yet. Um, just on a personal note, I have been in touch with attorneys to talk directly about this case. And hopefully we're gonna connect Mr. Dudley to legal counsel very soon. This is happening right here in the United States of America this year. This is not a story from 60, 50 years ago. This is happening this week. Jackson, thoughts here. Well, uh, the woman who ended up uh, getting him in this situation, all she was really saying when she was uh, saying, you know, people like you try to use your color to get out of things. All she was really saying was, 
you're trying to stop me from using my color to do whatever I want to you. Mm. That's all she was really saying. Um, because even if he was, I mean, regardless of the situation, didn't call for that much anger and frustration. You know, especially if you're a professional, you've been dealing with all types of situations. Over time, you 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 don't really trip that hard. She just had it out for this guy. You know, because even if he did take something, just fire him and and hire someone else. You know what I mean? Like it's it, it the situation never called for that much anger. And then the police officers doing what they did, they were just uh, doing the municipality a favor. That's all it was. So. Uh, there's plenty of information to uh, bring up a solid lawsuit against them. Uh, so hopefully things can move forward in that direction because this is just them arbitrarily doing what they wanted to a black man who doesn't really have the means to shut this BS case down. Yeah, and here's the other part of the story that has been somewhat dismissed because of the uh, framing of the narrative against Mr. Dudley. Is anyone at the school system concerned about the administrator using the N-word? Is anybody concerned about that at all? Because this person is still interacting with children and also other professionals. So when will an answer come about that professional misconduct inside of the school system? We're waiting, um, rest assured, we will stay on top of this. We will continue to bring you updates as they come. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable stick and stay. All right, welcome back. We have a lot of show left. Let me remind everyone of Unbossed with Nina Turner, our dear sister. Senator Nina Turner comes on right after us. Tune in to Unbossed with Nina Turner weekdays, 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific Time, where she deals with corruption, how to overcome it, how to speak truth to power. You can also subscribe. YouTube.com forward slash unbossed TYT. Got a lot of comments. We'll read as many as I can. Counter press for time. All right. Um, this says, I think Finn is canceled. The craziest part about those who are upset about Brittany Griner being freed are usually the same folks who place blame on her feeling the need to go overseas in order to make a percentage of the salary. Of those of the NBA. That's true. That also is another dynamic. It's a problematic issue connected to our jacked up policies in America. All right. Uh, Stop Dragon says Trump has the elites twisted up. If they lock him up, it proves they too can face consequences. If they don't, he won't go away. I said that early on in this saga, and I agree with you 100%. Part of the calculation to not arrest a former president is because it on some level starts to degrade the barrier of arresting other former presidents. That's the reason, okay? It's a slippery slope, yes, but damn it, it's a slippery slope that we're already on. Got something for you, ladies and gentlemen, I wish you Karen would. You wanna call the police on them for having a barbecue on a Sunday? You're a 
from random strangers. Hi, bitch. Call the cops hey, on her. Call the cops. Call the cops. You see, let's put the picture up for a mask here. Uh, when the Karen decided to get up out of her seat, regardless of the conversation. A conversation is a conversation, an argument is an argument. But when she got out of her seat and aggressively approached the male who was a patron in the restaurant. When this happened, if that male would have defended himself, injured, that Karen due to her threatening advances, who do you think would have went to jail? Listen, the privilege here is extreme. Do you think the Karen believed that she was somehow, I don't know, able to beat up the African American male? No, no, she knew she has a certain or had a certain amount of privilege in the situation where she felt protected to do this thing, to talk this way, and to be this aggressive and this violent. All right, uh, Jackson, thoughts here. Yeah, you're 100% right. I mean, she absolutely knew that she wasn't gonna really be able to take him in any type of physical altercation. She knew what was up. And I don't know if you saw, she had some kids at that table, so yeah. that's really a shame. But um, you know, she really was just completely belligerent and incredibly immature. I don't know what they were arguing about, but it couldn't have been that serious. You know, typically when you go out to eat or you're doing anything in public, you're, you know, you should be minding your own business. So, yeah, can't imagine what really was, you know, so terrible that all of that had to go down. So it was just another uh, stupid Karen situation. And now the days are shorter, the weather's colder, seasonal depression is increasing. So we're gonna be seeing a lot more Karens out here. Damn, brother, you just depressed the hell out of me with that conclusion. <laughs> I didn't even think about it that way, but you're probably right. A school teacher once again uses the N word in front of his black students, doesn't have an issue with it. Here's the video. Just like African Americans call themselves. So uh, there very well may be me people that don't like that, but it was said in an educational context, and it was said for the purpose of talking talking about empowerment. So you can like it, not like it, be upset about it, all you like, but ultimately this is a ridiculous conversation. Okay, he decided to use the N-word because he says, well, black people use it. Uh, did you use the F-word? Black folks say F sometimes too. Did you use any other word that is considered to be vulgar or profane? No, you only use the N word. And then children, the children had more wisdom and maturity than the teacher. Here it is. But like you just said, you were just like, you said the N word blatantly out loud to all of us, even repeating it is kind of just like, why would you repeat that in a classroom full of black people? It's just like because I trust your intelligence. That's why. Yeah, but we're I understand that we're all intelligent black people in, in skin Period. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's just like we still can be intelligent and have our feelings, and we feel that by you saying it, it's just kind of like crossing a boundary. 
And I, I, I appreciate the point of view. I actually said in the last class, I probably shouldn't have said it. That said, I don't. I, it was said in an educational context that I, I'm. Uh, there's that we cannot police other people's speech. People, we can't do it. So we can. I'm sorry. So, so basically, you don't feel like you were in the wrong. So I just said I probably shouldn't have said it based on the educational level of the ninth grader. But I do feel like you guys should, you as seniors, should be able to understand how that's at the context and be able to put it in perspective. Yes, I do. I do think you should be able to do that. Especially when the point of the, of the word was talking about mulatto, specifically the person, and the, and the term was taking back the term, just like the other way. So you can disagree. Again, I don't mind you disagreeing. But again, it was said in an educational term. Uh, that's all I'm saying on it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna hijack a class about this issue. I'm gonna do it. Mm. Let's put his picture up for mass here. Now, his name is Mr. Johnny Wolf, University Academy teacher. Decided to use the N-word over and over and over again, even after objection. Credible, thoughtful, wise counsel from his own students. Johnny Wolf, a white teacher at the academy, this is a charter school, repeatedly used the N-word and made his students uncomfortable. Parents were not notified of the November 10th incident until the school sent out a letter on November 29th confirming they were looking into the matter and placed Mr. Wolf on administrative leave pending the investigation. At the time of a November 28th article, Kansas City Defender explained that they had received the story and obtained the footage weeks before that letter. In other words, the school system only responded when they were forced to, when it became an actual story. So let's go ahead and put this in its proper context. Now, according to the school teacher, he was simply providing a lesson in the context of education. That's it. Let me ask you this, sir. Have you ever utilized the derogatory term for other groups in your classroom? Have you done that? Have you utilized a derogatory term as it relates to white people? How about members of the LGBTQ community or perhaps Jews? Have you done all of that? Is it linear logic throughout all of your educational context excuse? Or are you simply saying the N word and nothing else? There's more. One anonymous student told the KC Defender, and I quote, Wolf say the N word multiple times throughout the day. He proceeded to tell us his African American studies class that we should be old enough to be okay with him saying it because he was saying it in an educational context. Put up his picture again. The student said he proceeded to tell us his African American studies class. Why in the hell is he teaching? African American studies. Why? And I know some people say, well, 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 Doc, uh, you know, he can he can be an educator of African studies and white. No, he cannot. There's a cultural dynamic 
that you must understand to teach subjects like that, especially to younger minds. Evidenced by the fact that he did not understand that culture. And that is the reason there was a level of miseducation, inappropriateness and racism in the classroom that day. If somebody would have been thoughtful about who was teaching the class and the cultural significance of the students in front of that teacher, this would not have happened. Another student elaborated further. This is a direct quote. He wasn't educating us on anything, the student says. He was kind of explaining his opinion on the situation. This came from a senior at the academy. He had the teacher in his fifth period and said the subject got brought up after the teacher said the word earlier in the day. Once again, that corroborates what the other student said. The man was saying the N word all day long. Smith believes the original discussion had to do with a rap artist, not with anything in the curriculum. Around the time the defender reported, remember this was roughly what November 28th, the defender reached out to the superintendent of the district and provided all of the aforementioned information before asking why the district had not reached out to the black student victims of this situation. Or why the white teacher, Johnny Wolf, has not been fired or placed on administrative leave at that time. The superintendent's assistant replied that she's handling it internally. It's a personal matter that cannot be discussed. No, 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 it's a personnel matter that must be discussed. When the defender asks further questions about what is being done to repair the harm to the black students or to hold the white teacher accountable, she again repeated the same line. Who is the principal? Let's put him up, okay? University Academy principal, Clem Yu Kwame would reach out to the defender after the publishing. He said, and I quote, my take as a principal, is that I always think, what is going on here? Do we have racism or do we have stupidity? In this instance, I'm persuaded that it's not racism, it's stupidity. Sir, what you have is a bias, implicit or hyper aggressive, but it is a bias rooted in racism. Now, I think it's actually hyper aggressive bias hyper aggressive racism because the teacher had an opportunity to correct himself. He decided to double down. He did not give a damn about hurting those children in front of him. He continued, once I'm finished my investigation, the principal says, we are working with alumni. We refer the matter up and there will be consequences that follow. We are having an outside agency review the material. Once I have all that information, including what I found out, then I'll say what I recommend. Uh, once again, it was not in the curriculum principle. You already know that. All right, now more recently on Wednesday, a town hall was held. It included parents. The town hall included parents, students, alumni within the University Academy community, along with members of civil rights groups in KCMO 
At the meeting, the community gathered to discuss next steps and to come up with a set of demands to bring the school amid the allegations. First, that the teacher be fired. Damn, that's the simplest thing you can do. They should not even have to put that one on the list. Second, stripped of his certification to teach. Three, never be allowed to come back. Next, he's denied pay while on administrative leave. They also want the school to create a diversity and inclusion task force, as well as more diverse staff, anti-racism training for staff, and two early town hall meetings for issues to be addressed. All right, put up the superintendent. The superintendent is in charge of the whole thing. There she is, Miss Rebecca Good sent KSHB 41 an updated statement in the wake of the town hall. Once again, they're being forced, the school system has to always be forced to say something. The quote is, if you listen to the beginning of the video, you will hear the word that was used by the teacher while in the classroom. While we are concluding our internal investigation, we have been in communication with the UA community and with the leaders of various civil rights organizations in the area regarding our process and what steps we are taking to ensure a safe, productive learning environment for our students. Is somebody going to apologize to the babies? Is somebody going to be an advocate to the students who were offended by the racism they experienced in that classroom? This superintendent said, if you listen to the beginning of the video, you will hear the word that was used by the teacher while in the classroom, indicating, oh, you know, another black kid said it, right? So let's do it this way, Superintendent. If a student says F you, should the teacher say F you? If the student acts in a way that may be inappropriate to the rules or the culture of that particular educational community. Does it give license for the educator to become unprofessional? What excuses are you giving here? This is insane, but it clearly shows you're not an advocate for black minds. Jackson, thoughts here? Yeah, I mean, people kill me with stuff like this when they choose these hills to die on as if they don't understand simple cultural measures. Um, you know, this guy's a professor and as you pointed out, for some reason, a professor of African American, African studies. Um, but he's pretending like he doesn't understand. First and foremost, he's pretending like he doesn't understand the issue. And then he's just flat out doesn't care that they're offended. So it's like there's multiple levels of things going on here that are all kinds of things on top of just you know flat out unprofessional. Even if this was something totally different, if you had a classroom full of uh, students who were you know vocalizing, that something you were doing was offensive to them and you're just like, I'm, I'm gonna do what I want, this is America. Like, okay, like, are, are you 15 years old? You know, when in reality, this guy's just, you know, drowning in midlife crisis, melancholy and despair and needs to dump it somewhere. And he's just, oh, I'm gonna dump it on these stupid black kids. Like, that's all this is, yeah. you know what I mean? So it's like, it, just get rid of this guy. Like, this guy's a loser, that's all this is. There's nothing complicated about the situation. He's being ridiculous and he needs to go. And black children are not adults, they're children. And they should be treated as such. We got more on the other side, it's indisputable, stick and stay. What's happening, welcome back. We have a lot of show 
left. Let me read some of these amazing comments. Before I get to the comments, just remember Unboss right after Indisputable. Okay, Karen confronted by other diners after being rude. Infantry chef says, Karen's belly isn't going to push out of that t-shirt by itself. Give Karen her chicken fried steak, damn it. All right, Mo Furry, he said it was in educational context. By that logic, you should show porn to children as sex education. There you go. All right, equally as ridiculous, correct, good point. E Smith, some do not know when to leave well or people enough alone, agreed. All right, Dissident PM, this Blair Witch sequel is a tad over the top. Talking about the Karen. All right, a police officer has to resign now because he decided to slam a woman against protocol. I would call it criminal. Here's the video. Hey, you can't drive this vehicle because you're under the influence. But she already hit me in my face whenever I was driving. What was this? Earlier. Okay, you didn't make a report of that. Okay, we're, well, we're out here for now. If we were at Phenom Inc. and everywhere else, they witnessed her hit me in the they, face. They don't like the police, so they're not going to help you. Them. Okay. Who cares if they so, care the, about the police? That's understand. your job, right? And I understand that, but if they're not going to cooperate, I can't do anything. It doesn't matter no, if they cooperate. That's your job. All right. And so, so what happens if I get hit the next time and they call don't call 911? Call 911, and then we'll make a report. But right now, is it because I'm white? All right, ma'am. Can you call any reports? I'm asking you. Why would you ask something like that? I'm going to give you another. Because it's legit. Listen to what he's saying. Ma'am. He's, she's black. My name's not Ann. What is it? Annie. Okay, Annie, can we please call an Uber so you can go home? Can you please call Uber? We're trying to give you every chance in the book right now. But why are you trying me whenever I'm the Venom? This is one of those nuanced stories where people sometimes feel as if they have to just take one side or the other. You don't. There is nuance here. So let me highlight some realities. You may not like everything the woman said. I don't like everything she said. It was clear to me that she was intoxicated. Once again, a problematic dynamic that will warrant typically interaction with the police, adverse interaction with the police. Let's put the picture up of the cop. So with all of that said, what he did was still holistically against protocol, policy, and in my opinion, the law. Annie Lloyd was slammed by Officer Timothy Holbrook during a DUI traffic stop. Officer Holbrook responded to a business in reference to theft and a dispute in progress according to the report. The call resulted in the arrest of the victim for public intoxication and obstruction of an officer. The woman, Annie, 
suffered injuries to her shoulder blade, hip, back, arm, and face. Said she has relied on the body camera video to fill in the gaps of what happened because what he did made her unconscious. The result of the internal investigation says Oakwood Police Chief Tim Hatch told Atlanta News First. After their internal investigation, Officer Holbrook was notified he will be terminated as proposed to punishment. But before the cop was terminated, he was allowed to resign. The department tells Atlanta News First, Holbrook was hired in the summer. Now, because he was allowed to resign, he's obviously going to be able to work in law enforcement again. Keep in mind, if there's a reason for the interaction, and if you're not having a good day, that does not give license to police officers to be aggressive, violate your rights, utilize force that's inappropriate to the situation. We don't have to like everything about the individual on the other side. And the reason I want to highlight this story is to make a point. How many times has there been an African American victim and because there was police or adverse police contact, all of a sudden, whatever the cop does, regardless of the legality connected or not, whatever the cop does, it becomes okay. Because the person should not have been doing A, B, and C in the first place. I have always stood against that narrative. I stand against it with integrity, regardless of who is having that adverse response from the police. This never should have ended with her injury like this, never. All right, Jackson, thoughts here. Yeah, I mean, bottom line, you know, we can't accept police treating anybody like that. Everything really was going just fine yeah. up until he did that, you know, because again, clearly like she was. Yeah, yeah, everything was going just fine because uh, she clearly was intoxicated. And, you know, as a police officer, especially when you're on patrol duty, a lot of what you deal with is drunk people. You know, so this couldn't have been the first time they were in that situation. But again, uh, you're you're the one with the guns. You're the one with the backup. Not only that, um, you're dealing with a woman who's also intoxicated. She was of no physical threat to you. So right. it was just really unnecessary. They could have just called her a taxi or an Uber if they had to get her down. They, uh, it, yeah. you know, wouldn't have taken. Or they could have just her. arrested her, put in handcuffs, yeah. put her back in the car, yeah. take her to jail, let her sleep it off. You don't do that part. What yeah. you did yeah. was 100 percent inappropriate and illegal, in my opinion. All right. Eighty-two year old grandmother was arrested for a $77 trash bill. You will say, nowhere in the hell. Put up the picture full mass of this victim. It's a damn shame. This was in Alabama. The woman you're looking at was arrested for a $77 trash bill. One of the officers who came to arrest this beautiful soul, Miss Martha Menifield, an 82 year old black woman. Cop comes to arrest her for failure to pay a $77 trash bill. He told her not to cry. He tapped her on the back as she was already in handcuffs. Don't cry, Miss Martha. She recalled him saying, he kind of whispered it to me, don't cry. Let me tell you something, if I was a cop, and believe me, I never would be. But if I was a cop, 
And I had an order to go and arrest an 82 year old woman for a $77 trash violation, not paying a bill. That would be the day I took that damn uniform off. And listen, you cannot love a job so much that you're willing to sell your soul in order to clock in. Let me give you more background. When the officer told her not to cry, Ms. Manifield looked back at him and said this. How would you feel if they came and arrested your grandmother? She asked the officer, he did not respond. When two officers pulled up outside her Valley, Alabama home on Sunday, this grandmother did not know why they were present. The officers, one white, one black, got out of the car, approached her home, and one of them stated they were there to arrest her for failure to pay the trash bill. What did she do? What did this grandmother do? She laughed, she thought it was a joke. She thought somebody was pranking her. This can't be real, we're in America, $77. Okay, obviously you're playing. Ms. Manifield just laughed, she genuinely thought the officer was joking. He didn't budge, you're not kidding, she recalled asking him. He wasn't, he was there to arrest her for failure to pay $77.80. She thought the bill had already been paid. She said Thursday afternoon, sitting on her front porch's rocking chair, but they said it hadn't. Ms. Menefield said the officers told her they would have to place her in handcuffs. She put her hands behind her back. The front will do, they told her. Ms. Menefield slowed as she told the story. She held her arms out in front of her and the cuffs, she said, her eyes swelling with tears, they're so heavy. On Tuesday, the chief of police, Mike Reynolds, defended the arrest, put up this SOB. He defended the arrest in a post on the city's Facebook account. The chief stated, city code enforcement officers issued a citation August 2022 for non-payments for the months of June, July and August. And that prior to the citation, they tried to contact Ms. Manifield several times via the phone and in person. In the post, he also claimed when contact could not be made, a door hanger was left to explain the reason of their visit, had contact info for her to use. Wow. He said further, the citation advised this grandmother okay, to appear in court on September 7th, 2022. A warrant for failure to pay trash was issued when she did not appear in court. The chief also argued while officers can use discretionary judgment on certain matters, executing an arrest warrant signed by a magistrate judge is not one of them, I'd be damned. I know a couple of cops would not have served that warrant, they're good people. Better than you chief, it's a grandmother, $77, okay? There's more on Thursday, Ms. Manifield said she never received any of this. She never received any notice to appear, never was told to go to court. She said that her trash bill had not been paid. Her trash should have simply been taken and her pickup suspended. But arresting her, she said, was unjust and unnecessary. We concur, madam. 
Menefield said she wasn't in the Valley Jail for long, but believes she should have never been there to begin with. I was in a little cage, a little cage-like thing at the police station, she said. And I said, y'all put me in this cage? You ought to be ashamed of yourself. Let's go to the mayor. Valley Mayor Leonard Riley. Martha, excuse me, Martha is one of at least two dozen residents arrested over unpaid garbage fees. They've become targets of a process that has criminalized debt in the city, which contracts its solid waste services to a private company. So far, city officials have been largely silent on the matter, with the exception of the chief statement defending the actions of the cops. Why? Are these people going to jail because of a private damn company? This is to enforce compliance by any means necessary to increase the bottom line, to have more money in the budget, to take care of a private enterprise at the expense of the same people who pay your salary, Chief. She pays your salary, sir. She's a homeowner, taxpayer, grandmother. A human being. Let me give you details on the other arrests that have been happening in this jurisdiction. A review of court documents revealed that individuals arrested over unpaid trash fees in Chambers County are often people facing financial difficulties, people of color, or people with disabilities. That's who they're locking up. Some residents, records show, have been arrested repeatedly and most charged criminally with failing to pay. A trash bill. They end up paying hundreds in court costs and fees in addition to the bills themselves. What are you looking at? Let me remind you. Remember Ferguson? They did the same thing at Ferguson. They would constantly hit the community with these ridiculous charges. As a matter of fact, when all of that went down in Ferguson, eventually a new judge got elected. What did that new judge do? That new judge, actually appointed by counsel, suspended all of those ridiculous citations. Money, bias, greed, racism, bigotry, all intersecting at the same time in this small community. Jackson, thoughts here? Well, you know, this just goes to show the predatory nature of unchecked power because obviously um, this woman, as well as the others mentioned, who typically suffer from this, people with disabilities, people of color, or just people who are down on their luck. Can't afford to, you know, pay the legal costs that are going to come from this. So you just end up in a perpetual cycle where you're really just subjugated. Versus someone like Sam Bankman-Fried, who's still free and even being paraded, like you know, he went from being paraded as a super genius to guy with the FTX, all the fraud and in the crypto markets. At first, he was a super genius. Now he's just being, oh, he's just dumb. You know, he just he just misplaced billions of dollars. You know how that is. You know how easy it is to accidentally do that. You know, the guy literally created FTX as a front to fund his hedge fund because he couldn't get, you know, corporate funding for it. You know, people don't want to put money into a hedge fund ran by a bunch of 20 something year olds. So he just arbitrarily stole billions of dollars and this man's free. But a woman who owes $77 for a utility, you know, she's being carted off to jail. So it's just a disparity in the system painted for you beautifully right there. Well said. We have more on the other side. It's indisputable. Stick and stay. All right, welcome back, a lot of show left. A police officer has been sentenced to over six years 
for doing this to a person that posed no threat. Here it is. He kicks the suspect in the head, he kicks him. And then he proceeds to torture him after he kicks him. The man was already compliant, put up the picture of this cop. Shreveport, Louisiana, a former Monroe officer has now been sentenced to more than six years in a federal prison for assaulting a person he arrested and for trying to cover up his own criminal conduct. Jared Preston Dissider was sentenced to 78 months detention by a federal judge. Court records show this cop pleaded guilty in July to a single count of deprivation of rights under the color of law. Let me give you background on the altercation. Officers responded to an alarm in downtown Monroe when they encountered the suspect, who fled after officers found he was carrying a fake plastic gun and drug paraphernalia. The suspect surrendered, obeyed orders, decided to get on the ground, flat on his stomach, with his hands behind his back as he was told. This is according to a document filed with his plea documents. The cop actually admitted. He admitted to kicking a suspect in the face as the man was lying on the ground, okay? Um, with his hands behind his back. He admitted to that. During the video, the cop asked another cop uh, if his body cam was on. And when he said no, the cop kicked the man in the head. That's when it happened. He said, hey, your body camera on? Nope. All right, let me go ahead and commit more criminal violence. It's a damn shame. Now, to the attempt to cover up. When the victim told the cop supervisors what happened, the cop lied and said, "Oh, I never touched the man. He blamed the victim's injuries on the fall, according to the indictment. The case was then investigated by the FBI and prosecuted by Assistant US Attorney Brian C. Flanagan and trial attorney Thomas Johnson of the Justice Department's Civil Rights Division. Wheels of justice moving in the right direction. I still don't think six years is enough. And the reason is because of the position of this cop. When you are a police officer, you should be held to a higher standard of accountability, not a lower and not even the same, higher. All right, this is another case where we have seen the Civil Rights Division get more involved in the DOJ. Happy to see that happening finally, still needs to be stronger. Jackson, thoughts here? 
Yeah, definitely glad uh, we're seeing some justice. Um, I agree, I, his sentence should have been longer. Um, but you know, the, a lot of the time they just use that, if not most of the time, they just use that, um, you know, stop resisting as a way to cover themselves, right. you know, because clearly the man was posing no real threat at the time. So again, uh, happy to see a little bit of justice here. Yeah, and remember, a cop told us directly, it's on like the head. That means the cop knows that particular strike can kill the individual and it is warranted in that case. Well, obviously not in this one. Cop pulls over the chief of police for a neighboring jurisdiction. The chief gets upset as if somehow he should never be pulled over. And then he does something after this to harm communications as it relates to public safety because he's mad. Here's the first video. Say hello, was that illegal? No, yeah, no, sir. Uh, the reason why we're stopping you well, because it's a wind intent violation. I blew my blue lights at you to let you know who I was. Yes, sir. Well, we didn't know with it, you know, that's not a government tag. That is, so an, that is a unofficial tag. Okay. That, that tag's not even on file. I see, yes. Well, we have to catch up the bill to run it and everything like that, sir. So, so I won't blink my blue lights at you next time. I'll let you just sit there. I was just speaking. I'm the police chief in Zebra. Well, nice to meet you, sir. Matt, Matt Polk worked for me. Your chief worked for me. Yes, sir. There's no need to get upset. I'm, I'm, I'm upset because I spoke to you when I come by and now you're pulling me Sir, over. I've never met you day in my life. I understand Sir, that. Why are you being hostile? Well, easy, I don't, I don't have to talk to you. Okay. I'm not, I'm not talking to you. Why are you being hostile right now? Are y'all gonna write me a ticket? Are you gonna write me a ticket? Sir, we're just trying. I'm the police chief in Zebra, do you wanna write me a ticket? Why are you coming up to me like that? Me I'm doing my job, right? What are you stopping for? I'm stopping you for one, Lock his ass up for obstruction or something. All right. Okay, here's reality. Uh, this chief, his name is Jonathan Hempfield. Uh, he was dealt with by those local officers in a neighboring jurisdiction. Here's what happened next. I'm fishing to make it a whole lot more. Your boss works. 11-11, I'm out here with Illinois. First we ran the, the tag, it came back to like a Dodge Ram, so we're just confirming it's not. Yes, sir. It's a ghost tag. Yes, sir. We're making sure anything back with that tag. Yes, sir. Yeah, we're just. You must have run it wrong. You must have run it wrong because you want to come back to a Dodge Ram. We, we were confirmed it. They, they let us know everything. So, so it's still coming back to a Dodge Ram now? Sir, can, can I ask why you so uh, upset? Is it still coming back to a Dodge Ram now? No, we, we got it fixed. Why are you so upset? No, you didn't fix it. Did it? Is it still uh, coming back to a Dodge Ram right now? No, it came back 9 on 5. That's right. Because okay. you run it wrong. Sir. Somebody about, run it wrong. About, Either you did or they did. We're about to get the information. Okay. And get I got your to chief you. on the phone right now. That's yes, fine. That's fine. That's fine. Can you calm down for us, please? I appreciate your service. I appreciate your service. All right. I'm just saying, I spoke to you guys. I didn't have to do that. I could have eased on by y'all. I appreciate the job y'all out here doing. Chief, I I'm trying to be respectful with you. I understand okay? that. I understand I'm, not, I'm not raising my voice. I understand that. Right? I understand All right. Let's but I'm trying to tell you, respectful the one only okay? thing I'd done wrong was spoke. Y'all never would have pulled me over if I had to flick my blue lights No, sir. No, we were going to pull your Actually.
mean, I'm no, not going to lie to you. I'm no, telling you straight up, okay? Okay. All right. But, like I said, you know, there's people out here in first state police officer with blue lights. Well, you threw my license. She threw my license. If she is getting a phone, she'll bring it to you, sir. Okay. Well, that's fine. I'm just trying to. I'm trying to talk with you. I don't want to talk anymore about it. All righty. Wow. After this happened, there's a report that says the police chief that you saw in that video decided to engage in tactics that violated or harmed communications, emergency communications, radio communications between the two jurisdictions because he was upset at the neighboring jurisdiction. Obviously, an investigation is underway. Wow. Jackson, thoughts here. Yeah, I mean, this was just wild. Like this guy was just, you know, riled up on some shots. So I don't know, but he was just yeah. like, okay. And and the, and the people were even, you know, they they were cordial. They were like, dude, why are you tripping? You know, because he I was like really just acting like a little kid. I like yeah. the spirit of that one female officer who said, "Hold on, bro. Why right. are you walking up on me like this?" Anyway, listen, I respect people that stand up to power. I really do. Uh, and in that moment. I don't know anything else about that police officer. She stood up to power and seemed to be quite comfortable with it. So, shouts out to her. Yeah, absolutely. But yeah, I mean, it was just a pretty bizarre situation. And uh, um, I mean, there's really not much else to say about it. The dude was tripping, the dude was out of line. Yeah. Acting like a little kid. Looks like he was tripping even beyond that moment. Okay. Oh, yeah. I thought he was having a bad day. Looks like he just has a bad life. All right. <laughs> Dear brother, always a pleasure having you on the show. Tell people how they can follow you, check out your great work. Oh, absolutely, you can check me out on Rebel HQ and I also have a podcast called Politics and Paper. You can find it on all platforms or just find it on YouTube at youtube.com slash at politics and paper. I'm actually doing a show tonight, so check me out. Love it, dear brother, very proud of your continued success, my friend. Appreciate you, always all good right. to be here. Same, remember, take care of yourself, take care of each other, Take care of the planet. Remember, the truth is always indisputable. Welcome to Indisputable. I'm your host, Dr. Rashad Richard. We got a lot happening today. But what do we do on this show? We tell the truth. You know why we tell the truth? Because the truth is simply indisputable. Rashad, great to be here. Congratulations on the new show. And I gotta let everybody know that Rashad and I go way back. Here's the pattern that we see in all of these Karen stories. They think they own stuff they do not own. Now, where does that come from? I don't know, maybe slavery. Maybe they think they should still own black people. This is what happens when Karens weaponize the police. When you're used to privilege, equality seems like oppression. It hits you in a certain way when someone is holding you against your will, treating you like you're a criminal and you're an innocent person. This is something that black people face no matter where they are. A stronger black economy lends itself to a stronger, greater economy. Don't think it's exclusive of you, it's inclusive of you. What's your beef with critical race theory? It adds more fuel to the fire of the racist tendencies that we already have. We have a generation of problem solvers that can remedy the problem if they are properly taught what the problem is. You know who created redlining in this country? Mm-hmm. The white liberal. I, I, don't, I don't give a damn who created it. If it's no, a I, racist I, I, policy, racist policy. Shelly, here's what I don't to. know. I don't know. See, there you go filibustering, brother. You're scared of this truth, but you're gonna get it though.